Hello, and welcome to the Stupid Airplane Movies Podcast, Episode 2. I'm your host, Ben. And I'm Susie. And we watched a movie last night. What was the name of the movie, Susie? The movie was Flight of the Intruder. That's right. Uh, It's a 1991 Hollywood movie starring a bunch of famous people and there's, well, a couple famous people and there's some cameos for peop- by uh, people who are maybe yet to be famous in it. Anyway, you don't care about the people that are in it. Or maybe sure you they do. do. Sure you do. Okay. Danny Glover? <laughs> Willem <laughs> Dafoe? Willem Dafoe is in it. Uh, a very young David Schwimmer makes a, a cameo, which is strange. Uh, Fred Thompson? Fred Thompson, the, the congressperson. Um, that's uh, about it. Yeah, that's, yeah, really. Well, uh, no, Rose Roxanne Arquette is the, uh, is the female interest. She's an Arquette. Arquettes are uh, famous Hollywood people. Anyway, so the movie is an adaptation of a book by uh, Stephen Kuntz, who was an actual A6 pilot. Uh, I guess I should mention that Flight of the Intruder is about uh, Grumman uh, A6 intruders. Uh, set in the Vietnam War, 1972 to be exact. On an aircraft carrier? Yeah, maybe 71. Anyways, at, at, towards the very end of the war here, uh, on an aircraft carrier, the USS Independence, I believe. Um, and, uh, yeah, the book the book is uh, on a fictitious aircraft carrier, but uh, Kuntz himself was a, was a pilot, I believe, on the Enterprise, and he flew two tours in Vietnam. I haven't read the book it's probably better than the movie. Um, the movie's fine, actually. It's okay. Uh, the first half, especially, is is actually pretty good. Uh, and then and then it kind of falls apart. There's some weird editing and like timeline issues and uh, strange choices. I think maybe by the director, or whoever was in charge of of cutting up this movie. But nobody knows what we're talking about. Let's give a yeah. summary. Okay. So a basic summary of the movie is that. Um, Oh, this uh, A6 pilot, uh, his uh, his bombardier is killed at the very beginning of the movie, uh, just by a lucky uh, uh, lucky ground fire. You know, essentially a guy on a on the ground with a rifle uh, shoots at the A6 and uh, manages to hit the bombardier. Uh, the pilot uh, Jake Grafton is uh, you know is good buddies with this bombardier. They've been you know on a bunch of sorties together. Uh, and so he's pretty shaken up that his bombardier is killed and, um, not long after he meets, uh, this new guy who is on his third tour. He's just, uh, just arrives on the, uh, on the independence and he gets paired up with him. Jake Rafton gets this crazy idea that he's going to somehow make a difference in the war by, uh, attacking a restricted, uh, area you know, there's all these rules of engagement in the Vietnam war. You you can't, uh, at the time, you couldn't, uh, like, directly attack uh, military targets uh, in specific areas, uh, like in Hanoi, which uh, there apparently was a stockpile of SAMs, according to according to this movie. Um, and so uh, Jake Grafton uh, convinces uh, this sort of grizzled, uh, you know, veteran uh, who is William Willem Dafoe, uh, to go on uh, this sort of rogue mission with him. And and it wasn't too hard to convince Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe does a great job of playing the slightly unhinged person who would volunteer to go on a third tour of duty. So um, it's uh, an interesting matchup. 
Yeah, and Willem Dafoe does a great job, really. I, it's He's really, really fun to watch. Uh, he's just got this personality. He nails this character so well. Um, in contrast to uh, Jake Grafton, uh, I, I, I don't know the actor that played him. Um, Clean cut, forgettable, yeah, kind of a boring character, kind of boring. to be honest. Maybe, yeah, it kind of seems maybe just kind of stupid and simple uh, in some ways. Mm-hmm. Not a very complex character at all. But his whole motivation here is that, um, you know... There's this senseless death at the beginning of the movie. It was random, and it wasn't even like they were on a mission that you would want to give your life for. The mission ended up being based on false information, and they just bombed trees, and that's the mission that his good buddy died on. Uh, So his motivation throughout the movie is, I got to do something that means something. I have to go on a real mission. People are losing their lives over things that don't mean anything. I'm going to do something that means something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were able to pull off this rogue mission and, and come back to the ship uh, alive. Um, but they got court-martialed, and uh, that's probably where the movie should have ended. Uh, yeah, or or ended differently. I, you know, the ending... Let's, let's talk about it first, and then we can talk about why it was not great. <laughs> um, they get court-martialed, but then right after they get court-martialed, uh, you know, we're going to decide your punishment is kind of the, the dot, dot, dot. Uh, Fred Thompson comes back again, and he says, wait, nope, never mind. This court-martial never happened. We're going to uh, push it under the rug. Uh, Operation Linebacker 2 is happening. We can't make it look like we're punishing something for the pre- punishing someone for something that the president just asked for. Yeah. Um, which, like, okay, that I'm not sure if that justification felt very strong in the movie, but but that was the uh, that was the justification for the court martial going away. Uh, but they're grounded. Um, but as part of Operation Linebacker, the A6 bomber squadron is asked to do a very dangerous large-scale daylight mission. Uh, everybody goes up, but their commander, played by Danny Glover gets hit and goes down uh and our heroes jake and cole uh get in a plane anyway and go to his rescue except they immediately get shot down too they're vaguely like okayed by this some some brass figure uh and like not really like all the flight crew gets them set up and gets them going and they get in the plane and then some random brass who we've barely seen in the movie gives him a thumb up, thumb up from the tower. Yeah. So like they're supposed to be grounded, but they go off to rescue him. They shoot down a, a Sam that was in the area that was, that was, uh, I think probably impacting the ability to, uh, of other Sams. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say shoot down. They bombed the Sam that was in the area that was impacting I think he was actually just like a a gun emplacement. It wasn't even a, yeah. Well, there was other planes there, but I guess, I don't know. They immediately get shot down. (laughs) Yeah, they basically just get shot (laughs) down. And so now, so now Cole and Jake are also in the woods. Um, All separated. Cole hooks back up with his uh, commander, Danny Glover, who, you know, is the classic, classic in your face you know, you're all maggots, drill sergeant kind of character, and and obviously the the court martial hadn't improved their relationship, um, and you know it's mixed feelings of like this asshole who he just grounded is now here to rescue him, but they're both shot down too. Uh, 
Uh, Cole gets separated and, you know, he, he's been in this situation before on his previous tours. He's been shot down. He'd been in the jungle. He'd faced all these classic movie dangers, real dangers of Vietnam. Uh, so he's ready. He's got his face paint. He's got his knife. But he immediately gets shot. <laughs> I think he maybe stabbed. It's it's unclear. No, he like, stabbed the other guy when he the guy shot him and he stabbed uh, the guy. Okay, kind of a okay. um, thing there. Uh, so he's wounded and incapacitated. Uh, yeah, and then the uh, the North Vietnamese are like using him as bait. Essentially, they they bring one of their big uh, tank mounted gun emplacements right next to him and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the idea is, idea is if a chopper came down to rescue him, there'd be a gun right there to shoot him. Either that, or they can protect their gun with all these uh, aircraft in the area, uh, because no one's because going no one's to, gonna bomb. Yeah, right where their guy is. Except the guy radios up and says, "Just bomb me! I'll throw up some smoke to show you where I am. I'm already dying." Yeah, Cole. Yeah, Cole, Cole says that. Mm-hmm. Um, which was weird. The, I think that the main problem with this whole section is the dramatic pacing was very strange. It felt to me like they, you know, this had been this really interesting aircraft carrier movie. Yeah. Um, this whole time. Uh, and, and you know, in the vein of Top Gun, which I think we'll talk about a little bit more. But all of a sudden they're like, oh, crap, this is a Vietnam movie. So we need to show we need to show jungle and napalm and, and uh, North yeah. Vietnamese. And it was like the pacing got weird. The plotting got weird. They jammed all of these elements in right at the end in this climactic scene the emotional dynamic was very strange between the three of these men um so i think the problem here is that they were trying to adapt a book and the book uh has all these elements in Mm -hmm. it except the book you know like takes 16 hours to read as opposed to a a Mm two-hour movie so sure and i think my complaint is that you know the first two-thirds of the movie three-quarters even is in my opinion, very well paced. I was like, oh, this movie isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. This is kind of good. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then they... And then it got weird. (laughs) It just seems like they tack stuff up on the end. So, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we talked about this before we did this podcast, but um, some of Cole's backstory is that uh, he was, he and a buddy were shot down uh, flying A-4s. It's not really clear... um, so an A4 is a single seat aircraft and uh the way the story was told it made it seem like uh their A4 was shot down and they were on the ground together A4 is a single seat airplane there's a problem there anyway uh, discrepancy discrepancy ding 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 but um i don't know maybe they were both shot down at the same time doesn't but matter they're both on the ground at the same the time they had made a promise to each other if one of them got injured the other one would carry on you know they wouldn't yeah. They wouldn't linger and yeah. linger, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and so Cole's buddy gets gets injured, and uh, he honors this pact that they made, and goes, you know, maybe a few hundred yards, and then a half a mile, half a mile, mm-hmm. yeah, and then he realizes he can't he can't go through with it, and he comes back, but he comes back to see that his friend is already, you know, surrounded and killed by uh, by enemy soldiers. Unfortunately, the story that gets passed around the Navy is, can you believe this guy abandoned his buddy? Right, right. So. So Cole has this thing to live down. Um, and then so at the end of the movie, Cole is injured. Uh, and um, it just seems, and so is the CEO. It seems like there was an opportunity here for like redemption that didn't get explored. 
and uh, reading about the book, um, it turns out that in, in the story, in the book, um, both Cole and Jake Grafton uh, are rescued and survive. And the person who's on the ground that calls in the, the strike on himself is a, an A-1 Sky Raider uh, Sandy pilot um, who was shot down during the rescue attempt. And he's shot down and can't, can't get out of his airplane. He's too injured. And so he calls in the strike. Um, so that would have been maybe a better ending for this movie. Uh, I, I can see why they wouldn't want to introduce a new character just yeah. to have him killed. They were really good about, not really good, I guess it's a little, uh, <laughs> a little ham-handed at times, but you know, they made sure that there was sympathetic moments for each character that could get killed. Yeah. There was characterization. Right before they got killed, yeah. yeah. Um, they, they built it up. You know, there was a character, Boxman, who was a, a pilot who, you know, we got to know throughout the movie um, until he was killed and, and uh, you know, he had his one last moment where he got to talk about his wife and kids. Yeah. Um, there, it, it wouldn't have made sense for this movie for that to be a Sandy pilot. He wouldn't have been part of the squadron. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, somehow it was worked into the book. I don't know. Maybe I'll read the book. So I, I see how the, I can see why they made a choice to compress it, but it, in the end, it felt rushed. Yeah. Um, and there's this horrible scene at the end. It's just like the worst, the worst scene where like, uh, Danny Glover's character and Jake Grafton, uh, and basically the entire crew are all dressed in white on top of the on the deck of the ship for no apparent reason well no there is an apparent reason they've done this twice earlier in the movie they were clearly having a funeral like or a memorial service like they done twice before in that exact same configuration but i think they were wearing different uniforms uh before they were like the tropical like tan uniforms and now they're, they're the no they were whites. the white uniforms okay. every time they were calling them tropical okay. whites okay Anyways. and they showed them in white but it seems like a party. Like everybody's <laughs> like up there having a party and yeah, yeah, it's a weird together. mood. Yeah, it's like it. It just doesn't. And it's work. like this. These two entities that had been like head to head. You know, they each had to play their role. They were never gonna. They were never gonna. Yeah, back down from back from down, and all of a sudden, wow, <laughs> this crazy plot thing just happened a few minutes ago. So now we're best buddies. And right, right. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't feel very. Yeah, satisfying. even even though uh, Jake Grafton's character, like, you know, disobeyed some pretty huge orders stolen airplane he's like uh, court-martial proof now though right it's, is it like double jeopardy if you're court-martialed one time you can never be court-martialed again because that's yeah, what this know. movie made it seem like and i'm pretty sure that's not how it works well let's let's talk about some of the airplanes though yeah there was please definitely some great airplanes in this movie and, th and that was a lot of fun to watch um so the a6 intruder is a, a pretty cool plane um there are if, if I'm to believe uh, what they said in the movie, there's two variants of A6 in this movie. There's the A6A, which is the first uh, operational version, which is like the, the normal attack uh, uh, aircraft. But then there's also the A6B, which uh, was used for Iron Hand missions, which is the naval equ equivalent of a Air Force Wild Weasel mission. Essentially, um, you would get these aircraft... Uh, I, I believe for the Air Force, it was F-4 Phantoms and maybe F-105s, but... Um, they would purposely go out to uh, to get shot out, but shot at by SAM uh, missile missile sites, surface to air missile sites, uh, so that they would uh, be able to lock on to these uh, the radar units at these missile sites, and then in turn attack them. So uh, you're basically exposing yourself to getting shot down uh, in order to destroy these uh, these missile sites, and it was a you know dangerous mission and. Um, but there was an A6 intruder version that was specifically built for this, uh, the A6B, which um, 
apparently the character Cole, like that was sort of his thing. He, you know, he, he talked about this in the movie that like, that was his thing. He, uh, he did the, these iron hand missions and he was really good at it. And, uh, that's why he kept coming back after, uh, you know, two or three tours. Um, but in reality, there was only about 19 of these planes ever built the, the a six B's. So, um, yeah, maybe it was a, a rare a six B on this aircraft carrier. Very possibly so, but, uh, yeah. Um, let's see. What, what else? else did we have about planes? Well, uh, we had a MiG encounter, which is unusual. Um, so one of the missions they showed, uh, it was a, a night mission. Um, uh, and, you know, A6 was an all-weather, uh, you know, day or night aircraft, so that's not unusual. Uh, but they were, they were doing a bombing mission at night, and uh, a MiG shows up. And, you know, they don't do the, the best job of, of showing this airplane in detail. It looks like maybe a MiG-17. It could have been a MiG-19, um, both of which were used by the North Vietnamese in the war. Um, the MiG-19 was also the, the Chinese version, the J-6. It w- if it was a MiG-19, it was most likely a J-6. Um, but uh, this this MiG shoots a missile at them, uh, which uh, I'm not sure really works uh, in terms of accuracy because I think... It, like 99% of the, the time, a MiG-17 or 19 is not going to have missiles on it uh, in this time period. They were mostly gunfighters, um, uh, pretty powerful gunfighters. In fact, uh, I, I think a, like a MiG-19 could deliver something like 80 pounds of uh, of metal in two seconds, you know, Yikes. which is crazy. It's, it, it's insane. Um, and both of these aircraft had, you know, uh, respectable... Um, respectable uh what's the word um records during the war um and uh although a mig 17 has never shot down an a6 uh a mig 19 uh mig 19 shot down two a6s so i don't know i don't know how you want to slice this up here it it was maybe a mig 19 maybe a mig 17 um by the numbers maybe more likely a 17 what was interesting was uh in this encounter uh, there was a couple things that were interesting. They disabled um, its uh, engagement ability by using their SAM destroying technique to target the ground radar. That's right, yeah, and that's that's accurate. Um, neither of those fighters, uh, 17 or 19, were, were night fighters, essentially. Um, they didn't have sophisticated radars. They didn't have sophisticated missiles. Uh, so, I mean, they had to see the enemy airplane to, to shoot it down and shoot it down with guns. Um, so they were, they were directed mostly by, by a network, just like in the second world war, the, the English and Germans both use similar uh, networks to direct their uh, night fighters. Um, so yeah, they would, they would have had a radar on the ground saying, okay, this is exactly where the, the enemy is look around here. And, uh, yeah. So they were able to successfully uh, destroy the, the radar. ground art radar. Yeah, that was directing uh, that. And, yeah. you know, immediately did evasive maneuvers um, at that point as well. The other interesting thing about this encounter is that they showed um, that there are certain maneuvers. Uh, if you, th- what is it, throttle too much or too, <laughs> yeah. too aggressively that it caused engine failure. Yeah, a flame out. This is common with a lot of early... Uh, like jet engines, turbojet engines, like uh, the flame, which is uh, like in the combustor of the engine, is uh, 
I don't want to say delicate, but um, if you have really drastic changes in throttle uh, or uh, airflow through it, uh, you can disrupt that, that flame. And if the flame goes out, uh, you have something called a flame out. And, you know, the engine is still turning and spinning, but uh, nothing is combusting the fuel in, in the combustor. Uh, so you have to go through a whole restart cycle. Um, and what was interesting to me is that they actually uh, showed them going through this restart cycle, this yeah. restart checklist. Um, and the, it was a great moment for characterization as well. You have your, your bombardier Cole, who up till this point, it wasn't sure, you know, would they be buddies? Would they get along? Cole is a senior officer. It's, it's, um, he's a weird dude. <laughs> uh, but he says, uh, his quote, you know, uh, Jake says, why don't you just get uh, eject? And he said, like I told you, I'm along for the ride. And he helps him go through the uh, engine restart process as they're careening ever closer to the ground. Right, right. Yeah, um, that was great. Um, they, they go through that again, too, uh, at the end of the movie when they get shut down and are forced to eject. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Willem Dafoe had another, you know, quippy, quippy line to say. But uh, I think it was just goodbye, asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say goodbye, asshole. And then uh, Willem Dafoe says goodbye, asshole. And they both punch out. Um, okay. Yeah, which was funny. Um, and uh, flame outs were also featured in the movie Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there were a lot of parallels to Top Gun. May sure I, uh, yeah, go ahead. Let's go into that. Great. So uh, as you may remember from our Top Gun discussion, um, they refer back to Vietnam quite a bit the whole uh b plot of pete mitchell's dad mysteriously getting shot down over vietnam but he doesn't know the story no one you know it's all classified uh even when he shows a picture of his dad it is in front of uh, an a4 an a4 yep uh which obviously uh is relevant (laughs) tangentially to this movie um A4s were also the aggressor airplanes um, during Top Gun training. Mm -hmm. So what we have here is a movie that comes out, what, like eight eight years after? Yeah, definitely less than a decade. uh, After Top Gun, it's another classic aircraft carrier movie, you know, full cooperation of the Navy. We're getting to see these planes. Um, They rely a little bit more on effects to get some of the combat stuff, which doesn't look great, but... Yeah, a lot of the special effects are uh, not so special. uh, The beginning of the movie um, hits some of the exact same beats uh, that the halfway point of Top Gun does. Uh, We have our um, bombardier, who is an equivalent position to the Rio in Top Mm -hmm. Gun, uh, who dies. Uh, He... Uh, gets advice <laughs> immediately in the exact same way that uh, Tom Cruise is. You got to let it go. Yeah, let go. Let yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Let go. Let it go. Uh, and he has his, uh, in this case, fuzzy dice. <laughs> <laughs> that they, instead of dog tags. Yeah. yeah. Instead of dog tags, he has fuzzy dice that he uh, throws over the side of the aircraft carrier in in almost a, a shot for shot similar yeah. scene yeah, to Top Gun. Absolutely, um, they carry that emotional scene through as as other um, members of his squadron are killed in the movie. Um, you know, he's you got to let it go. You got to move on. Which I thought I thought was interesting at one point the, uh, at the beginning of the movie after Grafton's uh, bombardier is killed. Mm-hmm. 
it seems like everybody that he runs into says, Hey man, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Like, uh, to the point where like, I wanted to like yell at people like, shut up, <laughs> stop <laughs> this, stop it, man. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, and it, it had me wonder like, you know, what was like the attrition rate really like, uh, for the people in these A6 squadrons? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did look it up and during the Vietnam war on the USS independence, uh, they lost four A6s in the entire war. Mm-hmm. Although, um, so probably not like three in the movie and they didn't lose the planes. I mean, in the first case, they didn't lose the plane. That's they lost true. The guy. That's true. Uh, we did watch three A6s get destroyed though. And during the course of the during movie, during the course of the movie. Um, so yeah, so there were other similarities uh, or parallels to Top Gun. Um, the Vietnam setting, uh, Pete Mitchell's dad, the reason his death was classified was because he went too far north and mm-hmm. he was shot down on the wrong side of a line that he shouldn't have been on. Right, right. And that was the plot of this whole movie is these guys, they wanted to go further north. They wanted to cross the line. They wanted to find a target that mattered. Yeah, that was worthy. Uh, yeah. And... Um, when they did, when they went to Hanoi, their escapade immediately got classified. So a uh, parallel type of mission there, although not as glamorous because they weren't a fighter like right. Pete Mitchell's dad. Yeah, and that's that was funny. I, I want to I want to get to that. I have a thing to say about that real quick. But say it. I wanted to point out something that Willem Dafoe said. Uh, you know, when they were when they were first introducing this idea that that maybe they would go uh, go north, go downtown to Hanoi. Um, Willem Dafoe said, no, we can't do that. And, you know, in his Willem uh, Willem Dafoe voice, he said, man, Sam sites are the most righteous targets we have, you know, except it's cooler sounding. Um, But uh, yeah, you know, he meant it when he said it, that like the, I mean, the best thing we can do right now is destroy these uh, surface to air missile sites that are going to wreak havoc on not only us, but every other, you know, American pilot that's up in the air. Um, So, you know, essentially protecting their own. That's the best they can do. Uh, they can't actually win the war or, uh, you know, have targets that are of any consequence. But, you know. But in that sense, do fighters either? I mean, fighters are just there to shoot down other planes. And protect uh, bombers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So really, the planes that matter are the B-52s is what I'm hearing. Yeah, and, that's, and that, that was the point of their mission, uh, the first mission in Linebacker, too, was essentially to pave the way for the bombers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I wanted to point out uh, that this is a movie about bomber pilots and Top Gun is a movie about fighter pilots mm-hmm. and there's a huge personality difference there. Yeah, which the, they send up a little bit. There's a bar fight yeah. that's, um, well, no, the bar fight isn't started by the fighter pilots, but but <laughs> <laughs> right before the bar fight when, the, you know, all of these Navy guys are talking to each other, uh, it, there is a, a repartee between a fighter and a bomber and, you know, the fighter says, a fighter pilot doesn't need to tell anybody his, if he's a fighter pilot, you know, and he just comes off as this arrogant douchebag. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, the Jake Grafton character, like, sort of uh, toys with him at first. He's like, oh, you're a fighter pilot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and the, uh, there's this idea uh, that comes up a few times throughout the movie that, you know, bomber pilots actually have to be, you know, good enough to be accurate they're the only people who can who can do things with accuracy Mm -hmm. uh who are asked to do this pinpoint accuracy especially in the a6 um yeah but than anybody else i mean jake 
his this guy's character is pretty boring actually he seems like a good guy he's like this real clean cut nice guy and it's only because he got so shook up by yeah. his buddy's death that he's doing something as risque as this unauthorized mission yeah and there's even like an this uh um the female interest uh i think roxanne arquette uh i hope it's roxanne i, I think it's roxanne but um but basically like he uh he hangs out with her one night at a bar and they go dancing and then uh, they have like a one night stand, but like he hangs out the next day and she has a kid. They go to the beach together and then they write letters to each other. Like, and it's very like upstanding, you know, there's mm-hmm. this vibe of like, oh, this guy's like. He's yeah. not just looking for floozies no, to have a good time. This like, isn't Pete Mitchell. This isn't like, you know, a song and dance like. Uh, and there was no sleazy. There was yeah. no sleazy one liners. There was. Right. It was just two people who made a connection and were cool to each other. Yeah. That's the guy you want dropping your bombs, I guess. I don't know. Real stable. Real stable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. Uh, You know, a real nice guy dropping bombs on other nice guys, but yeah. And, 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 you know, just to kind of this whole Jake nice guy thing, he gets mad when, when, uh, one of the, uh, other officers, you know, someone who's getting uh, intelligence information back about the results of their bombing, you know, says like, hey, this bomb you dropped killed up to 33 people. And Jake's like, why did you think I would want to know that? I don't want to know that. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like a guy who's just trying to do his job, right? Yeah. Like he's not. Yeah. He's he's not out for blood. And it's a contrast with uh, Willem Dafoe's uh, Cole character who, Mm -hmm. who kind of revels in it. He's like, yeah, death. Yeah, killing things. You yeah. know, I, I like it. Yeah, that's why I'm coming back. <laughs> I think he said that a few times. Like, I I like the work. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, and Willem Dafoe was famously in Platoon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the director of this movie was was tangentially involved in Platoon, also. Or no, Apocalypse Now, actually. So there's the scene uh, right when um, Willem Dafoe lands on the aircraft carrier, um, and he lands uh, in a Grumman. Uh, E, I'm sorry, C2 uh, Greyhound. I had to throw that in there. He lands in a, this Greyhound and gets off the plane, and he's like, uh, he has to, you know, he tells the guy who's walking with him just to hold on for a moment because he's like, I just want to smell it, you know, <laughs> um, which is reminiscent of the, uh, you know, nothing like the smell of napalm in the morning from Apocalypse Now. Um, anyways, uh, what else is cool about airplanes in this movie? Uh, we have some pretty cool. Uh, uh, A1 Sky Raiders at the end of the movie, which are uh, flying the Sandy Roll, which is essentially like a a rescue operation where um, you need sort of slow, uh, heavily armed uh, aircraft to sort of create a perimeter around down pilots. So these were two Air Force uh, A1 Sky Raiders that were there to basically shoot up and blow up anything on the ground that uh, was going to create a problem for the rescue operation. Um, yeah, and this this was actually done. This was a very common thing uh, during the Vietnam War um, to have these A1 Sky Raiders. Um, Sky Raiders are pretty cool planes. Uh, they were developed a little bit too late for World War II, but they were used in Korea and Vietnam in this role. I would watch a movie about Sandys doing rescue missions. I'm not sure if that exists. I don't know. It should. It's a good idea for a movie. You listening, movie executives? <laughs> That's the Vietnam movie that hasn't been made yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here. There was a lot of interesting and by interesting, I mean, stupid, uh, discussions about relationships in this movie. 
I don't know. They were awkward and weird, but in a way that felt more genuine than the slick lines and cliche yeah, discussions yeah. that we're used to in movies. That's true. I, I feel like it would. This would have just been like Top Gun in Vietnam if if there was all that. You know? Yeah, and and I think uh, maybe a little bit came from um, the fact that this is based off a novel. You know, there's yeah. some conversations that that felt like they were pulled from source material, but. I, 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 I kind of liked the weird banter. Yeah, it, I guess it was kind of real. It just seemed like, I don't know. Some of the actors, though, were not great. There were some yeah. lines that were delivered. Terribly. Terribly. I mean, other than the actors that we've mentioned, everyone else was a no-name, and it showed. Yeah, yeah. But, man, Willem Dafoe really, really shown. I, th- I thought he was kind of the highlight for me. Um Let's see. There were the the bar brawl was pretty excellent. I thought that was a great scene. Mm. Yeah, uh, a uh, man, uh, and I don't think it's even one of our guys, but just in the background as this bar brawl is uh, occurring, uh, a navy guy uh, is called a ethnic slur by someone else on the other side of the brawl, and he grabs him and he throws them over a crocodile pit. And, and, you know, dangles him over and says, you know, say black is beautiful. Say black is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed, that was pretty funny. Yeah. I enjoyed that scene. There was, there was a lot of fun, uh, fun dynamics in action in, in the bar brawl scene. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to point out at the very beginning of the movie, like the very, like the first scene, um, Jake Grafton and, uh, his, his bombardier who, who gets killed, uh, Morgue is his name, which is a apt name for, uh apropos name for someone who's just about to die sorry um they're having the stupidest conversation really fueled by jake he says something like you ever notice how like some nights the stars are brighter than other nights that that was so dumb i forgot uh, about that i mean this guy is like a naval aviator he's a pilot like he knows all about weather and like the things that would affect the (laughs) the and it was just it was just played off as like the dumbest yeah, line like a meathead jock noticing the stars for the first time, and right. it was delivered so poorly. I forgot about that. Oh, because it's so stupid. The and movie got better after that first line. And like, I've I've spent a lot of time in an airplane with an, one other person. You know, like you're sitting right next to each other, and you have to kill time. You talk about things, but shit like that never comes up. That's like the dumbest thing you could say. Uh, so I just had to point that out because that really bugged me, and it kind of like started me off on the wrong and foot with it, the movie. It undermines, like you said, you know, these are these are well-trained aviators. They yeah. get education in exactly. all of this stuff. Yeah, you know all about s- stars and the atmosphere and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, well, uh, is it time to rate the movie on our two criteria? Sure. What were our two criteria again? Uh, there was like the 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 accuracy like the you know the aircraft flight mechanics accuracy oh, yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. So, historical details so like yeah that no uh, you know inconsistencies uh, pedantic correctness yeah how how did it do um it did okay the missile shot from the from the mig uh, shouldn't have been there there was some weird stuff for like when they went downtown and their plane was all shot up there was big holes in the canopy 
but all of the shots inside the cockpit like there was no wind blowing around mm-hmm. they were they were traveling many hundreds of knots they like, um when they did the effects shots to kind of show the the plane maneuvering um in these you know avoiding missiles and flak and uh gunfire some of them were just not believable looking maneuverable yeah. maneuvers i mean i would believe that an a6 is you know, maybe fairly maneuverable. It actually has the same wing as an F-14, believe it or mm-hmm. not, except the F-14 wing is on a swivel, so it can be swept back. So, I mean, but an F-14 isn't very maneuverable either. Uh, so whatever, maybe moderate maneuverability, but yeah, the the types they of had acrobatics doing, like, they had it showing, yeah. It was, and there was actually some really cool scenes, but uh, as far as accuracy... Oh, I don't know. I think it's worse than Top Gun in this respect um, um even though top gun is is we gave it a four and a half i think last time yeah i i i would give this somewhere between a four and a four and a half how 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 uh how decimally are we gonna get well that's just a good point maybe we should define this what is a zero zero <laughs> is just like <laughs> you know when when they when they show a plane and they call it a completely wrong thing or they show something that isn't yeah. even a real plane like right. that's not a real plane or um, yeah, or the flight mechanics are like impossible. It, it does something ridiculous. Like there was, for the most part, this was really accurate. They showed real planes. They called them the right things. Yeah. Uh, they 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 showed uh, like Top Gun did the uh, operations of the, the carrier, carrier which, deck, and they went into much more detail with that, which I thought was pretty cool. Actually, mm-hmm. you got to see a lot more of the carrier. Um. Okay, maybe a four. I give it a four. I was I was gonna give it a four point two, but I don't know all the things you know. Oh, yeah, wait, you're the many, you're the expert. Wait here. a minute, how many how many decimal points do we get? I mean, can we? Well, we can, can we do, do whatever like a four, we want? Why oh, couldn't man. we? Oh man, okay, four point two then. All that, right, that, that seems appropriate. Um, all right, and our next uh, criteria was the coolness factor. Yeah, out of five Gs. Oh man, see the thing is, an A six is never gonna be as cool as like. But they they really tried. They had so they had the follow the leader th- scene, which, which was, was awesome. That really yeah. well do- really well done. None of my complaints about like effects, no, no. or unrealism. Those were definitely real airplanes um, doing that, and it, and they looked awesome. They were doing rolls and yeah, maybe maybe that was the best cinematography of the whole movie. Actually, yeah, uh, yeah. it was it was pretty compelling. Um, uh, yeah, I mean that that scene was a five, no doubt. But uh, they but they also did a lot of other action shots that, like I said, the effects were bad or. The maneuverability wasn't very believable, and you know, other than that scene, you know, Top Gun obviously had had cool jet action all throughout the movie, yep. whereas mm-hmm. this um, wasn't relying on that type of action. No, yeah, different type of movie, really. Um, oh boy, uh, what did we give Top Gun five? We gave it a five. I mean, but you know, it's the quintessential movie of this uh, of this genre, so. Gosh, a three. I don't know. It wasn't three and a half. I was going to say three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half G's. Three and a half G's. Moves you around a little, but you're not, you're not getting your brain blown out. Yeah. Either. And I, there was just, there was so much negative to offset the positive And just in terms of um, problems with the movie itself that it kind of took me out of it. I might've given it an extra G. If it know. hadn't been for the terrible ending. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was, you know, there was some cool stuff about it, but, oh, Flight of the Intruder. But I, I, I'm just saying, but we're not, we're not rating the movie. We're just rating. Rating the coolness, coolness factor. Coolness, coolness factor of the plane stuff. Yeah. 
man, I want to like it more. I want to. I want to think it's more cool than. It, than I think it is. three point five is fair. Okay. Because yeah, okay. if I think if the other scenes had been um, better done, we could give it a, give it a four. It's yeah. never going to be a five just because it's an intruder. It's a bomber. It's not yeah. a fighter. That's right. <laughs> but uh, but it fell short of a four um, because not all of the plane scenes were that great to watch. The effects were poor. Yeah, in some of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Although the scenes with the A1 Sky Raiders at the end were pretty cool. I mean... They were fine. Kind of, they were fine. They weren't yeah. exciting. They weren't They weren't Gs. That's true. That's they true. They weren't pulling Gs. You made this point, too, uh, to me earlier that um, one of the last scenes is... Uh, I mean, they, they have these A1 Skyriders drop napalm, and it seems like it's just gratuitous for the sake of it. They don't, they're not actually hitting, hitting anything. There's no plot reason for them to be dropping napalm. They're yeah. just like, oh, we better clear out. They just called in napalm, and then they drop napalm, and then there's a big fire. It's yeah. just, it was just for the sake of movie Not effect. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, okay, let's wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Ben, what movie are we going to watch next week? I don't know. Let's not watch a war movie. Well, let's see. We'll uh, watch Airplane. Airplane? The movie Airplane? Or, no, what was its predecessor? What was it based off of? Oh, let's watch it was that based one. off of uh, Airport. Airport 77. Let's watch Airport 77. Okay. All right, folks. Uh, maybe uh, maybe even watch that before before we do, and then we'll have a, a informed discussion, and you can know what we're talking about. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye.